This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dynamic Banter. Uh, Mike's got his chime back. There it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. How Stella got her chime, chime back. Uh, and, guys, guess what? Uh, I know some of you are like, oh, great, these guys again. Well, guess what? Uh, <laughs> we have a special guest with us. <laughs> Worst intro ever. <laughs> I, like I know you guys are like, part. I'm sorry, you got to listen to us, but we brought someone else. <laughs> yeah, we also you were don't thinking, like to he's to. that tension. Here's somebody else. Well, it's possible you were thinking that this was going to be a, yet another episode where Mike and I talk to each other. <laughs> Welcome back, by the way. But it turns out that it's going to be an episode where Mike and I talk to our good friend, Malcolm Barry. Woo! <laughs> I yeah, thought scared the crap out of me. I, I've barely woken up, and there's animals. And t- oh, okay. We're, and we're 1950s radio show. And that Malcolm is almost all of our noises. <laughs> <laughs> All at once. You used up 88% of your noises. For We've the used intro. up about 75 like more. I've got more in this drawer over here. Okay. That's the noise drawer. There's one. It's a different kind of horn. That's my favorite. Oh, well, for obvious reasons. I know that one. It's uh, a yeah. it's a uh, black and sleek. Is that a Lena horn? <laughs> that was just such a sad. My joke. yeah yeah. <laughs> you want to give this boy a squeeze? I'm gonna squeeze this bad boy. Uh, oh, you gotta go. squeeze. You gotta it like give you it. You gotta to squeeze it, it like it's. Oh, like it's squeeze it like it. Here we go. Why do you guys always have horns? What is the? I still don't know what your show is it's about. It's the horniest podcast you know, on I can't, the internet. I, I, yeah, it's the horniest. I think at this point, it's really hard to pinpoint where the horn uh, buffoonery began. I think one was just on the table once. That's just, about, so I just had it. one. I just had a horn, and then that's where we're at. And then people started sending us horns. I can't even remember where the horn started. The fact that if somebody told me that you would just have a horn on the table, it would be the easiest thing to believe. Mm-hmm. You know that I just had a horn. Just on the had table. a horn yeah. around. Well, you've now got I'm toys curious. on the floor. There so. are toys on the floor, and there's a guys. I need you to know that we've upped our craft service game yes. at Dynamic Banter because we've provided our guests with a bistro style <laughs> olive, baby. They're wet, but it's a bowl of bistro style. <laughs> a bowl. Mike, will you please take a picture of that? Okay. I was worried when I got here that you guys wouldn't have snacks, and then you guys broke out the bistro style. Dude, olives. but I have the kind of I snacks that like an upper class white woman would have, <laughs> <laughs> who just got rid of her cats. Who just got rid of her cats? <laughs> this woman, whose last kid left the house, <laughs> newly divorced. You want to eat? I have some bistro style olives. <laughs> We're this gonna is, crack no, that open dude. for for Aiden's uh, graduation party. This is what you have when you're possibly newly divorced. Congratulations, you're fifty seven, no dude. You're going low class. What? You're going low class. <laughs> well, yeah, these are you? these are high class. No, no, no. Olives. That's what I'm saying. You gotta let me finish. Okay, okay. okay. Newly divorced, just got on Tinder. And okay. you invited somebody over, and you're like, "What?" Okay, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board, I'm on board with that. Sometimes the good parts at the end. You got me back. It's um, like if a small child was trying to impress you. <laughs> like you went to the store and was like, "Ooh, was these like, look yeah. like." Don't get regular olives. Get bistro style. How yeah, you, those are wet ones. Do you guys think that the way because these olives came in like a bag? 
Yeah, a bro. very hard to open bag. A very hard to open bag. Uh-huh. Humble bag. Humble bag. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. Did you say humble bag? I was or going you said to, humble but brag. I, I heard it and I stopped. And then you made sure I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to make sure you said it. I needed to make sure I said it for you. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for not letting that one slip through the cracks. But I need to know, did the did the... Am I? Is this how you serve that? <laughs> you probably. I'm almost 100% sure this is not how you serve. How are you supposed to serve it? If I was to guess, there'd be a strainer involved at some point. I don't know. Are you sure? Um, Let me see. You know how what? to serve bistro <laughs> style olives. Find the oldest bowl in your house. <laughs> no one. I guarantee you bistro-style olive serving does not involve a bowl. Make sure you have tons of bread or head. something else as well. It is interesting that I can't... I'm seeing... someone. I'm, I, I put someone on here. They're saying that's not how you serve uh, bistro-style. Well, look at this. Tell this person that I'm seeing how they serve it here, and it looks as if it's served similarly, but not as <laughs> <laughs> not as drowned. <laughs> Is it happy? These boys are sitting it's like, right olives. Well, it's the, the it's clearly been strained. It's not just a, a bowl. It has clearly been strained. It's not just swimming. I guess it would yeah. be ideal to not have someone dip their hands I mean, into a jacuzzi of olives. An olive jacuzzi. To an olive jacuzzi. Mike, are you going to go? Mike, are you going to serve it properly? Can you what, please are you serve fe- it properly? You feel bad for those drowning olives? Oh, you Philistines in your... And our <laughs> <laughs> drowned olives. We're just ter- we're terrible torturers over here. Well, this is what's happening is we're being very hospitable to our guest, Malcolm Barrett. I appreciate who, that. Who, I don't know if you guys remember, has been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I'm always eating on your podcast. I, we, Mike and I... Mike and I eat a lot on the podcast. Well, look, to be fair, you've only been here twice. And to be fair, each time each I'm time eating. you've been eating. I think last time I just kept going to your fridge. It was peanut. There were peanuts. I think <laughs> there were like honey roasted pe- HRP. There was a bowl of HRP, <laughs> and right. Yeah, I don't know. There was man. something spicy. You had some peanuts. It was. A- it was better, but this oh, is classier. This is classier. Like, this, like it was ta- like those peanuts were tasty. This is definitely classier. But these bistro style olives are classy. Well, I'm trying to impress you, Malcolm, because you're one of my <laughs> uh, you're one of my famous friends. Color me impressed. <laughs> Color me impressed, sir. I I did I knew in advance I was going to have NBC's timeless Malcolm Barrett in my home. NBC's so. timeless is Malcolm's Barrett's. <laughs> hey, hey, Malcolm. And, and AMC's preachers. And AMC's Hoover's preachers. Hoover's Malcolm's Barrett's. Listen to I, me. We got to make sure we get our money's worth out of this. Okay. <laughs> Next time you go to one of your fucking fancy Hollywood parties, yep. you let them know that you're eating bistro <laughs> style olives yeah, on man. a set of dynamic banter. Something's, is this a set? <laughs> something tells me. <laughs> There's a light. Uh, according to the Los Angeles tax board, it is. This, <laughs> For tax purposes, at, at least room. 300 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me, Mr. Malcolm Barrett, you're going to be adding bistro style olives to your writer <laughs> from here on out. It's on every piece of paperwork. 
I don't do another season of Timeless. Mr. Barrett, we got, we got your uh, contract back uh, here for this show that you're doing with us. Mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm curious. Why yeah. did you write in permanent, <laughs> permanent <laughs> ink marker on the wall down here mm-hmm. <laughs> over <laughs> your signature? On the written contract? Yeah. <laughs> over your yeah, yeah. signature here on the contract. Yeah, I get it. Bistro style olives. Oh, because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So do I have the job? You got the job. <laughs> Thank you. You, to be honest, you didn't get it until that detail. The be sure yeah. style Alex. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. You weren't gonna have me until <laughs> those be sure style olives solidified the deal. Yeah, you needed us to accept your be sure style olives. <laughs> Are these the ones on the tops of really big subs, skewered with a mm. toothpick? Are these I think those that would be deli ones? style. Oh, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a professional Just here. Right in front of the Bistro Olives. <laughs> Where are you going to do that to them? I'm going to have another one. Yeah, I have one, man. Listen, so, this commercial for Bistro Style Olives oh has been going swimmingly. Um, I think so, so too. Much money. And they've been swimming in that liquid. That, <laughs> <laughs> that looks nice now. That looks better. Maybe These Bistro I, Style Olives aren't the only ones drowning in it. Yeah. I think also maybe too big of a bowl. Oh, it's way too big of a bowl. Yeah. It's supposed to be one of those, like a cylinder, like a Greek white cylinder. Like where you put like a, like a, um, yeah, and they're on a top fondue, of each other. like where you, yeah, one of those type like of a bowl. fondue bowl. Like a fondue yeah. bowl. That's how you serve bistro styles. Yeah. Okay. So let me, let you me put beans. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I used to love olives when I was young. And Regular olives? My whole adult life, I have not liked olives at all. Wait, wait, wait. This might not be the place to get back in. There. <laughs> Why? The That's not an entertaining piece of content. Well, to what make? do you think, Malcolm? I don't think you suddenly jump into the oh. olive game. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Are these also, too fancy for me? I got to say, I Mike. I olives in a while. I think you work your way up to a bistro style. Okay, then I'm going to put them back in and then I'm going to swirl them all around <laughs> with my hands. No, I think you should go for it. I, so the, that. Type of olive though, mm-hmm. I believe is called a green olive. Yeah, I don't know if it has a different name. Bistro style. When you were a kid, <laughs> were you allergic to olives? Oh, you could be allergic to olives. No. Well, you could be. I allergic wasn't to allergic. Anything. Wait a minute. You, <laughs> you could, could be, be allergic, allergic to olives. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it all. I'm sure a lot of people could be allergic. To Mike, it. I need you to know that there's definitely going to be a pit in there. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I was Wait, when's ask. the last time you had an olive? Like I have them accidentally all the time, but like in a salad, not just like a whole <laughs> olive like that. You like the black chopped? I used to when I was little, and then I had them as a. I was like a my bad Greek person because I don't like olives. You didn't like it. I didn't like. How it. old were you? When I had just a olive, when you started not liking them, Uh, uh, young. I didn't have these. I said, I don't. How like old, these. Michael? I don't know. It's a simple question. I don't know why you're avoiding. You yeah, but it's liar. not. It's not a life-changing <laughs> event. So I'm like, I was December of 1987. You know, at this point, it's making me wonder how many things you've told me that have been the truth on this podcast. Now. <laughs> I can't go back and retroactively. I couldn't tell you. All right, here's what you're gonna do. You're just gonna have a little, a little bite. Okay. I'd say about halfway down the olive. Are you? What is your? Hope that I'll hate it. You think I'm gonna hate I it? I just want. I just want we to don't prepare want you. To get you. Sick or feel weird? Do people normally? No, get that's not this? gonna happen. Are these that? No. This is a psychedelic mushroom <laughs> over <laughs> here. Well, why are you giving them such prep? I don't know. Well, because I think it's. It, I should have asked if there were drugs in it at the beginning. Definitely not drugs in it. So there's the comfort level now. I think. <laughs> so I want you to know though that you're gonna maybe experience a slight bit of saltiness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
right? Like it's a yeah, little like salty. We're gonna give you attitude. We're gonna give you attitude. <laughs> Watch out for that pit. Watch out for Brad Pitt. He's eating it. Michael Pitt. I see the appeal. <laughs> so good. I don't love it. You should at least finish it though. I think out of respect. For the Beast or Olives. For the Beast or Olives. And for Malcolm. Yeah. I don't hate them, but they wouldn't be. I'd snack on a billion things before I did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to snack on them when without the pit. I also feel less entertaining because I didn't hate it. So that's not what about is that. that it's the journey. No, I think I think you've probably relieved a lot of people that like olives. Yeah, oh, good. Think about that for a minute. Plus, you guys have like an Andy Kaufman style comedy. It's not like punchline driven. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's we not don't about need, that. It doesn't need to pay off. <laughs> it's a slow burn. <laughs> it's a slow burn. That's the key to you guys' jokes. They don't need to be funny. What's interesting here is Dude, when, when I, I would love that if I wasn't also a stand-up comedian. <laughs> as, as, I, as I Google search for I've seen your stuff, and this <laughs> style is pretty cool. I, okay, so <laughs> I'm having trouble finding exactly what a bistro style olive is. How can you not? Because when I type in bistro style olives, don't you in, have the fucking bag? Well, it's now gone. It's not gone. I, tr- I tossed it. Yeah, but that how it's on the top. Yeah, but it goes right to the basement. I'm looking at it in here, and I and what I'm seeing is is that I'm seeing that there's maybe something called a Mezeta Napa Valley Bistro Pitted Blend Olives. Let me let me ask you something. But what is a bistro? What is what is something when it's bistro style? It's in the style of a bistro. It's the opposite of homemade. Is that enough for you? Chowhound.com considers, has a post here saying, what do you consider bistro food? Lauren C. 2003. What does Lauren C. 2003 say? Lauren 3. 2003 said, please say my username. Oh, Um, Mike, will you say it too? Lauren 3. 2003. Lauren B. Lauren G. Lauren G. Lauren G. 2003. (laughs) And he's with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Leaves of three, leave them be. A user, leaves of <laughs> B, leave them three. Uh, a user named Zar Pushka mm-hmm. says, true bistro food to me, so we're getting opinions here, does come, <laughs> does come indeed from the French tradition. Okay. However, European, other European cuisines have dishes of a similar spirit served oh. in comparable settings. Do we need some fancy music while I play this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see. That's how I was hearing it anyway. I don't understand how you guys... How many episodes of this show have you done? Too many. We've done a bunch. They all go like this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Almost word for word. (laughs) However, other European dishes have... Other European cuisines have dishes of a similar Ah. spirit. I love the European music. Served in comparable settings. And could therefore be rightly called bistro food too. Spectrum of sophistication. Bistro food lies, some, lies somewhere between home style food and hout cuisine. Leaning more towards home style food, bistro food is usually simple, familiar, affordable, and delicious. Hence, often you will find bistro dishes are dishes that are considered classics within a given cuisine. Typical French bistro classics include such dishes as steak tartare, mm. steak frites, mm. 
Pate de foie. Mm. Perhaps served with a brioche or toast, Malcolm? Duck. Cheese platters. So these are extra normal olives. These are classic olives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> these are extraordinary olives. <laughs> All right. Steve forgot how to use his equipment. That's pretty cool. No, unfortunately, <laughs> he knows exactly how to Malcolm, use it. Malcolm, I'm so happy you're back on the show, and I'm so hey. happy you're here, too. Guys, welcome to the second episode. Oh, yeah, welcome episode. Malcolm Barrett. <laughs> We've been welcoming him for three hours. <laughs> it's been, seriously, four hours of introducing Malcolm Barrett of Timeless. That's all right. We, I don't think you mind. I don't. It's I literally was doing nothing else with my day. Dude, I really uh, I love that th- it's been some time that we've even hung out as friends. Oh yeah, and I, I think that's sure my that. that's my fault. Does oh. this ruin I feel like that? A real piece of shit. No, because I think this is an extension of that for sure. What our friendship? Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, the visit, the singular visit. I think him visiting is an extension of him visiting. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you this: you'll find no argument. On this I, I detect no lies in that statement, Malcolm. Uh, for, for some people that may not know who you are, yes, you are a very lovely gentleman who <laughs> happens to be one of the stars of NBC's television program Timeless. Yes, one. as well as yes. AMC's Preacher. Preacher. Yeah, I think we said this exact same thing last time I was yeah. on the show. I wonder if people think this is the same episode or something new. I hope they don't think it's the same episode. <laughs> if you can't see, he almost, Mike almost plays. It's a move he get does. Get it out of here. <laughs> you should wait and see. There's a lot of other things we do to try and make each other laugh. Is that what's <laughs> happening? Is that what's yeah. happening? I mean, it's freaking me out. It was my favorite bit. Sometimes this happens. Oh. Okay. And sometimes this will happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one. That's the weirdest thing. Ever. Um, but but yeah, dude, we, we you um this timeless thing, man, yes. is so cool and unique that like th- it's been picked back up and is coming back and yeah. I think last time we were here, it was it had a season, right? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. we hadn't found out if it was going. I think preacher had happened. Yeah, yes. Um, now we're on. We we were dropped for three days. Uh, then we got picked back up. I was like on my Which couch. never happens. Everyone keeps going, is it back on, what, what network is it on? I'm like NBC. They were like, no, but after it got canceled, I'm like, they picked, it was the same place. Was, yeah, I know, weird, you know. Like, what can you say about that? Is there a lot of like political things that are kind of like uh, weird yeah, it about was, it? Che Guevara didn't like the show, <laughs> how he was depicted <laughs> on the program. For the Che Guevara <laughs> yeah, estate. Yeah. Was, yeah, they were pissed. <laughs> So it was mostly political. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of red tape. I mean, it's just an um, unorthodox thing for um, a series to cancel a show and then like three days later literally go, never mind. We yeah, left. it's I've never heard of it in history. Um, I think, think it, it was... The tweets? Uh, I think it was Russian collusion. Uh, <laughs> did they do it for they a bit? They did it for the tweets. They did it for the bit. You know, NBC is notorious for its fun little bits that it does. <laughs> Outside of programming, right? Whatever people's jobs are on the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. They always like do cute things, like fire the hosts of the Tonight Show. Right. Like cute just bits. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just joking. He's well, back. NBC. They had the Saturday Night Times, right? 
What's that one? That show, that <laughs> sketch with Will Sasso. It like it was the one. It's like MTV, but um, or Mad TV, but older. The one that has Steve Martin. Saturday Night Times with a band, and they get up and they say something first. <laughs> with All G- talk shows G- ever. G. E. Smith and the and the Saturday Live Night Band. That, <laughs> one. Are you talking about Saturday Night Live? That's the yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Notorious for bits. So many bits on that. Yeah, show. man. You think they couldn't have orchestrated this thing for a good for a good uh, <laughs> little jump start to their Twitter? It, it'd be a weird bit because people would have, would have killed themselves after <laughs> <laughs> finding out they had no job. I'm not a good bet. So, <laughs> like, I mean, well, not, to a, some it might be a it good bit. It might be a huge bit. Some people have, have gotten um, to a point in their lives where they don't laugh at much anymore at all. Mm. And it takes something like that for, for laughter once again. Huh. <laughs> They got so dark, and he made such a cute face afterwards, and he's good. Oh. <laughs> Please come back up. <laughs> no, thank goodness. That's as high as up as it's going. I can't get it to go any further up. Oh, boy. Are you classically trained? I am, absolutely. You want to hear some? Yeah, Would, yeah, yeah. Will you get any requests? Uh, yes, I'd like to hear uh, Bach. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird because it's specifically not a box song. Like it was definitely a song. Can I make a request? Yeah. Make one request. Do you know any Miami Sound Machine? <laughs> yeah, man. You ready for this? Gloria yeah. Stefan. <laughs> Everyone knows that hit. Can oh my goodness! Play "Blame It on the Rain." Yeah. <laughs> that one was weird because it seemed like you practiced. <laughs> That was unfair that because one, we talked about that. Yeah, one that one was started. weird because we <laughs> like worked on it. When you're on the Tonight Show and they lead you into, <laughs> they did, yeah. Malcolm, like, what do you want to talk about? Oh, did you want to show? talk about uh, Timeless? <laughs> it's crazy. So we're on our second season, right? We premiere uh, March 11th at 10 p.m. on Sundays. And That's really close. Cross your legs like and then very you take a soon. sip. Are you know, they done with all the episodes? Or are they still working on the? F- oh no 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 no. So they just done like the first two, probably. We've done. We're up to episode. I want to say seven or eight. Oh, so you haven't even filmed the whole season? No, no, no. We have about two to three more episodes to go. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done. They've showed. They just had a promo that they showed during the Olympics, but we go to like. 1692, which is, excuse me, it was one time I burped. Um, Salem Witch Trials. We go no to, way, uh, that's like, rad. 40s Hollywood. We go to um, uh, the First World War. Uh, so we go a bunch of different places. This Spoiler alert. Uh, these are the ones that I've seen in promos. <laughs> <laughs> and fans have probably figured I feel it like, out, Yeah, too. fans have figured out some things, and there's been... You know, they showed us um, in the 50s uh, with the car one with us in front of the cars and things like that. That's rad. Sort of classic cars and that uh, old school look, that sock hop look. 
Nice. And is um, that that shoots in Vancouver? No, we actually moved to LA. No shit. Yeah, we're at the That's Paramount great. lot, which You're is at home. which is pretty cool because if you'll notice in our um, Hollywood episode, you'll see the actual Paramount lot because um, we're in old Hollywood. Oh, do they so dress it up like old tiny? Yeah, they they made it. It didn't. It, doesn't, it hasn't changed that much. Yeah, actually. the structure of the Paramount lot hasn't really changed that much. The 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 way people dress and. The, the codes for getting on and how you do that sort of thing has changed, but right. the look of it hasn't changed. Everyone has suspenders. Yeah, the, the cops wear suspenders. Yeah, that's a uh, true. Less diversity true back oh, then. A, the yeah, unlike today. Yeah, the very diverse yeah. police Paramount. system. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paramount. Paramount. <laughs> Paramount system. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, but that's uh, so that's a really crazy thing, and we find out stuff with Gia's character because she. What's funny is she used to. Uh, she was seeing in the past before everyone remember. I don't know if you guys remember, but she got uh, this sort of power from being the fourth person of time travel. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was crazy. It was weird. Uh oh, Malcolm. So, Maybe some people haven't caught up with the show. What? Maybe some people haven't caught Have up. You're not the show. gotten there. Well, I'm talking about our listeners. Oh, well, that well, it's too late. Okay. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you get a certain amount of more. <laughs> You get a certain amount of moratorium. What are you going to do? I mean, I just... If you're in the second season of 24, and someone goes, oh, yeah, and, you know, and then Jack Bauer's got a new secretary. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait just a minute. I mean, this... this I've never seen 24. This season... <laughs> Full disclosure. Jack Bauer is from The Sopranos. Uh, but it, the season's been out long enough. It's been out of a while. And so the Geneva Convention on spoilers for <laughs> timeless is yeah, it's definitely. It's a little... Also, I feel like this is a very niche group. Sure, well, maybe. Maybe or maybe not. Maybe this is it. Maybe Dude. me being on your show will explode your fan base. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll get a bunch of timeless fans. Yeah, maybe you'll get three more people. I gotta say, <laughs> most of them don't stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's maybe we'll get an influx base. from something, but. Here More like acid reflux. <laughs> what? That's not a. Uh, so that's really cool, man. I'm very excited for you, and I'm your continued success makes me so happy. And Thank I also you. love seeing your face on bus buses and that billboards. Very, that and was stuff. a very weird period of yeah, my life. Man. We had we were, a good bit where we were sending pictures to people you. People were sending. That's me my boy Malcolm. Pictures. We would say we would yell it. We'd it, yell it in the streets. It was the weirdest time of my life is seeing my face on buses. Just in a hoodie running. And it might be happening again, right? Like, are they going to pro- no are they gonna promote the <laughs> right. new season that do way? Do you run in they, a hoodie on the new season? Yeah, I, all I do, <laughs> can I tell you, my friend told me, they were like, you you were the smartest person in the world because from now on you can go to any fancy party you want and still wear a hoodie. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's his thing. That's oh, what yeah, yeah, it's the guy in the thing. Yeah. You see what I'm wearing right now? It's a hoodie. Is it a Black Panther hoodie? It's a Black Panther hoodie. Oh, damn, dude. Short sleeve Black Son. Panther hoodie. Son. Did you see it? No, you know what I go tomorrow. Oh, shit. Uh, I yeah, want to see it like so a bad. And I, you I bought a daishiki and you're going to daishiki? And I have a hoodie, so I'm going to put the daishiki <laughs> over the hoodie. <laughs> Someone everything, is, everything is perfect. Someone at the NAACP <laughs> is going to send you a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a letter of recommendation to be <laughs> The fucking captain of the NAACP. They're like, we want you to join. <laughs> we, our... Yo, we need you here now. We need you at our highest. We, we need you at the highest. What position do you want to be? Yeah, yeah, you're in. Our Would quarterback. you mind wearing the uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the high the hood shiki. 
Is what, is what it is. Do you wear your hachiki? I'll think about it. Oh my god. Think about it. I gotta um, go watch Black Panther again. Well, I'm very excited for you, Malcolm. I'm very and excited. um what and a cool thing. Do my, my coolest because uh, as I assume that's why I'm on the show to tell anecdotes. But my favorite course, please. <laughs> I was gonna ask you one yeah. that would lead to one hopefully too. Welcome oh, to which one do we do? Which one Well you do yours do you, first for all sure. Alright, watch this anecdote. So <laughs> talking about like the new shit that would happen at Comic Cons and shit. So I know these guys from Comic Con. Um, wait, no, I know you guys from. I know I, we met. At well, Comic-Con. you know me from no, from. No, we all did Skybound, Skybound stuff. That's it, right? The Nerd Court. Yeah, thing. Nerd Court. We all know each other. Oh from yeah, nerd court. shit. That's where we all met. We yeah. all know each other. Nerd Court. Wait, did you guys meet at Nerd Court? No, 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 because you were like the host of all the episodes, but we weren't even in the same building when we shot our. No, thing. we weren't. Weird. And then they told me it was like, yeah, it's your show. And I was like, all right, where is he? Wait, but didn't <laughs> I interview you? No. Yeah, you had to do an interview. I don't think so. Yeah, because I did like. No, a... no, no, because you would enter, you would interview the the defendants. Oh, but that's and the, right. That's and right. The complaint, but he was a witness. That's right. <laughs> and he disappeared. Yeah, 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 and he disappeared. Yeah. At the also, end. I was in smoke at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy who uh, directed that, Adam something. Yeah, yeah, Adam Shapiro. Adam Shapiro is directing the Kim Possible movie for Disney. Oh, that's, that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He was super fucking nice. He's so great. He's he took bit, me to the. the um, this is going to be a humble brag. Yeah. But on top of a name name yes. drop, but he oh he, shit, it's like an LA sandwich. It's totally like an LA sandwich. We just need some kale in it. <laughs> uh, I he took me to the uh, you know those live reads that Jason Reitman does at like. No, I don't know at all. Well, Jason Reitman does these like live script reads, like they did Ghostbusters once. Jason Reitman's Ivan Reitman's son. Oh, he Jason. directed like up Why in the I air. Why do I feel like I know him by a different name? Maybe I mean I don't know. Maybe you know him by Jay. <laughs> Short for Ingelheimer Schmidt. Well, but He's anyway, the one I know through Comic Cons. I feel. Oh, like. you so you know him? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. he does those things where it's like live reads of old scripts. Like mm-hmm. I think they did ghostbusters once and i think like seth rogan was read for a part and stuff like that and so they were doing an empire strikes back one and adam invited me as his plus one and it was like dude and it was rad so it was like um this is the cast fuck let me see if i can remember this it was like jessica alba was princess leia Mm -hmm. uh steven merchant was c-3po which was perfect oh that's awesome oh so good and then, um, shit, god damn it, now I'm gonna have to fucking bring up the cast. What are you doing, man? Live you read of Empire Strikes Back. Mm. You know what I mean? Do I know what you mean by live read of Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> okay, here's what it was. <laughs> Ellen Page was Han Solo. Aaron Paul was Luke Skywalker. Aaron Paul was Luke Skywalker? Yeah, it was so great. Really? That's awesome. J.K. Simmons was Darth Vader. Yes. I did a thing with him. Steven Merchant C3BO. Dennis Haysbert was Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I did Dear White People with Dennis. No yeah. shit. Yeah, He's yeah. great. Kevin Pollock was Yoda. <laughs> I saw a movie with Kevin Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> with him in it? In it. I wasn't with him at the movies. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? And then yeah, Rain Wilson came out yeah, yeah, yeah. and was... Office. Oh, you know him from The Office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from The Office. Not many people know he was in The Office. <laughs> no, 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 he's in The Office. <laughs> Um, but how many people know he was in that one Bizarro episode of The Office? <laughs> I believe he was a featured extra on The Office. Uh, but Rain Wilson came out and was Chewbacca, and all he did was make Chewbacca sounds the yes. whole time. Oh, that's funny. And then Mark Hamill came out. Who's that guy? <laughs> I'll explain. Okay. I'll explain in a minute. And he played the Emperor and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, he should so have played just... uh, the little boy. The boy in it. The Anakin? Kid. 
No, 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 no. From the uh, the first one. Jake Lloyd. Luke Skywalker. That's the one. Oh, Mark Hamill should have played Luke yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, that makes more sense. The boy. One. Well, it was that role was already gone. <laughs> that role had was... gone to Aaron uh, Paul. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie where he's in a car? Aaron Paul was yeah, in a yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, he was in like a car movie. <laughs> Aaron Paul in a car. Yeah, yeah. It was like him driving. That Woody, Woody I Allen. Never. It was like Fast and Furious, but with like just him. And a- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called Just Aaron. Yeah, it, was it was like a video game movie. Yeah, it was like a video game movie called Drive. Drive. Car. Driver? Driver. Drive. Don't get out of drive here. Club? Drive Club. Drive. Drive. Do you remember Triple drive A drive, game? drive Club? <laughs> drive. <laughs> drive. Do you remember Drive for PlayStation? Did you guys ever play I that? that? I think it's that. that's it's what that. the it's movie that. was. That was a good game. Yeah, man. and they made a movie, made a movie out of it. That was that way is before completely time. forgotten. <laughs> it has gone the way of the dodo. Well, that's sad. Um. Anyway, so Malcolm, what was your anecdote? Oh, so like speaking of like like so like this is like. 2.0, right? Like last year, I was here for Timeless, my first season, and joined Preacher. So like since then, it's like Timeless. So like we came back and we did a little thing at Comic Con, and Preacher was there. And the best part about that is like we did the Timeless one, we did the panel, and afterwards they were like, "Do you want to walk the floor?" And I was like, "Okay." And then they um, they start making a phone call, and I go, "I go, are you are you calling about security?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do you want uh, security to follow?" Oh like, yeah. I'm like, "Of course I want security." <laughs> I would love to have that. So I go out there. I've got the floor manager guy, some guy named Hugo, who's like my bodyguard, and then some other guy who's like walking us, who's like a big guard or whatever. Um, and I'm like, you know, you, I'm like, Hugo, you know Kung Fu? And he was like, no, but like, you know, I was like the Greek wrestling champion of something, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, that's cool. And then the other so guy. So you can take someone's so you can take somebody. It's not down. Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, it's not Kung Fu. And I was like. And then you just get real upset. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, I thought, I thought you Is there another kicks. guy that could <laughs> I thought I ordered a Kung Fu. I ordered a guy who, I ordered Iron Fist. <laughs> also, where yeah. am I a bistro style <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we walk through, and the, the other guy's like, uh, you know, I used to play football, all state, blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's Jeez. kind of okay. <laughs> The other guy's like, I'm the all-time Greek champion <laughs> yeah, of wrestling. Yeah. This yeah, guy's but, like, I played football once. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, but you don't know kung fu, and I was the kicker. So, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, I played I mean, neighborhood ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but these are both huge, huge motherfuckers. Yeah. So I walk, and we're going through, <laughs> and we go to like the the celebrity entrance or whatever, and they're like, um. They're like, um, here you can go. You can get a, you can get a mask. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> oh, and, the, yeah. and the floor manager, the floor yeah. manager, is like, um, you know, are you sure? I, I think you're gonna want to wear a mask, you know, so you don't get mouthed on the floor. And I go, hey, 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 listen. <laughs> One, I'm not that famous. <laughs> Two. You're missing the whole point of me bringing these big ass bodyguards around me. I'm trying to you draw to attention. All right, yeah. that's the whole you guys point all have matching of masks. what I'm doing. And what's perfect about this is that I'm meeting you two. I'm about to meet both of you on the floor, dude. It, that was such a surreal experience because you were we were texting you to meet up with you to walk around the Comic Con floor, which was an honor to me because this was your first time walking the Comic Con floor, right? No, I I've been, San Diego. I had walked like I've been walk like no one knew who I was last time. I'd, I'd walked there as like someone who was just walking, and I'd walked there when I when I came there just around, but like no one knew. But this was that time, right? Or no, that was before? No, because I went there because we were there last year. Thomas was there the year before there. 
That was the bus year, wasn't it? Oh, okay. And that was not the security guard year. No, it was no, just no, this no, last no. year that was the security guard. Yeah, yeah. The first okay. year, nobody knew who I was well, at We all. didn't walk the floor the first year, No, did not we? together. Okay, okay. No, no, no. So this was it, it was, it was an experience for me to be able to walk the floor with you. I love yes. Comic-Con. I've been going since like 2001. So I was like really excited to walk around with you guys. But then, yeah, you fucking come over with these giant men. <laughs> Give them the vibe. And they were staring at us, <laughs> making sure we weren't pieces of shit. Did you have to tell them we were cool? I don't know. I just rolled up, and I assumed they would, like, I was like, because we were like, hey. And we hey. were talking and stuff, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, no one got, like, pushed away or anything like that. Like, they didn't ask you before you went out, like, okay, man, you got to give us one look, one wink, and then we'll kill a guy. And don't worry, we'll take i tell you this. I think when me, you, I think in me and you guys had met up when we were over there. Yeah. I turn around and suddenly <laughs> noticed they were flanking us. Like they were. Each, yeah, like, they were like, yeah, like, like one velociraptors. Was like, yeah, like one was like <laughs> hey, five how, feet this how way. How hard do you want me to choke the tall one? <laughs> <laughs> do you want him to like come close to unconscious or like what do you want me? You want to see this little one's eyes pop out? I like finding out hours later what they've forgotten from their life. <laughs> I choke on. That's what he likes the best. <laughs> it's his favorite part. It's his favorite part. I hate it's the it. little things. I personally hate it. Um, but yeah, dude, that was so trippy. And I think I, I think you brought a mask anyway, right? Didn't you yeah, get a I mask? I think I just brought one. To you like brought one have because around. yeah, yeah. And then after that, the day after, <laughs> oh dude, the chick that plays my partner Featherstone on Preacher, because Preacher had a panel that same day. I did three panels that weekend, and uh, I did one with her, and we were just going around like. Being first on rides because we were like part of Preacher. Oh hell yeah! Oh, <laughs> like, so you went on that Gravitron thing? We, we went on. We went on everything, man. We were going and we like took a picture with a dragon. Yes, that's the picture. Oh my god, you got a picture. picture! Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember this because because yes. oh all you guys god. wanted to do was take pictures of looking like I didn't know you. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh, my that's goodness. such a good picture. This has to go. Give that to Sarah. So That's the one that got me uh, verified. This picture. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. We know who that is. Take your check mark. Uh, dude, I uh, the mask thing is so funny to me because it's such a thing that really happens. It's a it's a real to more famous people than me. I went to a D twenty three with Tony Revolori, and he had Who's, to wear that guy's famous, right? What is he? He, he was, was in Spider Man, and he was in Spider Man uh, Homecoming. Oh, Tony, yeah, 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 yeah. Tony, 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 Tony. You know Tony. I need context for everything. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. horrible. He's a good boy. He's great. He's great. Uh, he and, and he Spider Man wearing... Homecoming is like my favorite. It was so good. It's my favorite. Yeah. Fucking. It was a John Hughes movie, but like with superheroes. With, with, with superheroes, it was yeah. great. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, he had to wear a mask the whole time we were there. Oh, yeah. It was so weird to oh, just walk around yeah. with a dude wearing like only a mask and normal clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who do, you're scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> they think you're gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weirdish, it's a weirdish thing. That, yeah, like they need dude, to provide like, other things, yeah, not like just the mask. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man like you're mask. just wearing a cowl <laughs> and like yeah, a t-shirt. It's so weird. <laughs> like we have one of those the old wrestling costumes over there. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. funny would that be? The vinyl jumpsuit. That'd be super weird. With the, uh... <laughs> Malcolm, I have a, I have something that might spur uh, spur an anecdote. From you, but before we do that, do how about we talk about, about some bistro olive? One of our sponsors, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Time to do a sponsor spot, Michael. Do it.
to your health, brushing <laughs> your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. And Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. This episode of Dynamic Banter is brought to you by Quip. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. Guiding pulses alert you when to switch sides, making brushing the right amount of effortless. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's going into your gym bag. Or carrion. Made carry-on. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip's subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule. Delivering new brush heads every three months for just five bone including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals. <laughs> including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year. Isn't that right, Malcolm Barrett? <laughs> I've got a super. <laughs> but Quip did. I'm in no way affiliated with this product. Here's the deal. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com slash banter right now, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash banter. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash banter. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Quip. Quip, we like you a lot. I brush my teeth with your toothbrushes every goddamn night. At least twice. Uh, I wake up at 3 a.m. to brush once more. <laughs> I have an alarm set to disturb my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? I've been live Instagramming this, and I just realized, and I've been playing air. Oh, and there's I've been no hearing music. Air, playing They're air drums. Hearing. They could not hear this music. <laughs> not one thing. So, so to just them, thinking you lost your I mind. Like, I look as though I've just lost my mind. This is it. I've just we got this to... breakdown, you guys. I sent it to TMZ already. Just, this is what, like, just say stuff. And then don't worry, guys. These new electric toothbrushes are going to get you great, and they're going to suction right to your mirror. Wow, Malcolm's and really freaking out. <laughs> Malcolm's really, for some reason, toothbrushes really set him off. Set him the fuck off. Just right, they can't hear any of that. <laughs> Holy shit. It's hilarious. Well, you can tell them now there was wonderful there drumming. There drums. You'll hear it. They, it's on brand. Most yeah. of you won't stick, though, unfortunately. Um, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? Do you need medical Do assistance? Do you need help? <laughs> Wink twice if you're in trouble. Can Why would I, you uh, show this? <laughs> can I tell you something that was happening as I was crossing the <laughs> street today? 
there was an old. What well, you didn't say? Yes, yet. Yes. Uh, there was an old yes. man. Thank you both. <laughs> there was an old an man. An old ma'am? An old man. Excuse me. Say words. He was an old man. <laughs> Picture that first. Okay. And Done. he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was riding his bike, right? And he was all decked out in the bike things, and he had like the cleats, like bike clothes, all the bike what is that, like clothes, decks or whatever. You could see his penis. Every you could see every bit, penis every vein he had. Every penis he had. Every on penis he had was visible. He was a white-haired man. He looked like Steve Martin. Right? Are you sure it wasn't um, Ed Begley Jr.? Or Steve Martin? Who's Ed Begley? Who's Ed Begley Jr.? Oh, no, yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. He's, Sometimes I don't know. He's things. a treasure. He's, yeah. Okay. A comedian. He's been around for a while. So I probably actor. know his face, but I wouldn't. Most recently. Yeah, and, and featured in most of the Christopher Guest movies. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure I would know who he was. He's a very green man. His house yes. is powered by green energy. Yeah. He, okay. it's he shits by and then puts that into his like bike compost. and stuff yeah. like that. And he yeah. rides his bike. His so bike he... powers his home. It wasn't him. <laughs> so, well, uh, how do you know if you don't know who we're talking <laughs> yeah, exactly. about? I got a, this bike that he was on. Didn't wouldn't say be Ed able to, That's not going to power a home, the bike that he was on. <laughs> okay. Uh, it looked like it was just stolen from a small child. <laughs> stolen from no. Ed Bagley Jr.'s house. <laughs> Property of EBG, <laughs> the Bagel Boy. Yeah. Oh, the Bagel uh, Boy. So he was on this very expensive bike, right? And this pretty girl walks across the street, and this dude's just rolling, right? And uh, he looks over to his right to check out this girl who is on her phone, just trying to walk. And uh, I imagined him hitting a car that was parallel parked. <laughs> And he didn't, but I imagined it happening, and I said, that's so... And I was so close that I was like, if that happens, I'm going to die. That's how funny that would be. Die of laughter? Because die that, of laughter. Yeah, yeah. I, my heart would explode, because I. it was such... He turned like such a scummy dude, and he was all dressed up like a superhero, you know? You know, there's it nothing just, funnier than an old man making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you follow that Instagram? <laughs> Old men making Old mistakes. Oh. Dude, we need to start that shit right now. We need to set that up right fucking now. Mortimer <laughs> liked that one. Um, oh, I love it when old people fuck up. Malcolm, let me ask you a question that might... That might... Uh, it might actually... Uh, it might uh, spark a. It might spark an anecdote. <laughs> so on Timeless, Ooh. the television program that you are a star of, uh, season uh, <laughs> two? two starts March eleventh <laughs> on NBC. I didn't know if you were referring to the first or second. That's why I, I waited. Uh, I think it worked out. I think it did. <laughs> I think it worked out in the end. <laughs> you uh, travel through time in this program. Yeah, definitely. And Each so part of the show. I would like to know what was potentially the most uncomfortable outfit you had to wear. Um, so far, the worst was the, ironically enough, the Civil War was the roughest one because uh, the boots sucked. 
Uh, they didn't fit or something. Or they it just... didn't fit, and it was just tight. It was tight and uncomfortable. You're just in wool and heat and all of that. So far, the rest of them have been all right. I wear some some military outfits, some regular clothes. But, but the like, Civil War was like Civil War was horrible. How many of pieces the are we talking here? It's a, the most pieces are usually the suits. I the was suits. under the impression they were all CGI'd on you. Yeah, a lot of times. Actually... Well, the first uh, for the first eleven episodes they were. Then it got okay. expensive. Okay. It's Andy Circus played your vest in yeah. season one. <laughs> Andy Circus was my was my bodice <laughs> for the first. Twelve episodes. It's amazing technology. Yeah, yeah. It was like it's the Green Lantern thing, but with anti-circus. <laughs> it made sense at it's the time. It's amazing what they can at do. At the time, things. it made sense. <laughs> yeah, and at the time, it really broke a lot of uh, records. Andy built into some things. I was like, dude, this is gonna take your stuff to the next thing. <laughs> he spent a lot of time with you yeah. at home. He's like, oh, sure, baby, dude. Yeah, and you're I like, whatever, this. Andy. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. you're gonna be my coat. Uh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> jacket it up. Yeah, shut up and be my coat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do your job. Be my suspenders and shut the fuck up, Andy. <laughs> you want to make it? So it is interesting, though. There is an aspect. Be my of, chaps. I feel like there's an aspect of television production, movie production, what have you, where they don't quite talk about. The outfits always are, on, I mean, are usually on point, especially when you've got a, bu- a big budget behind you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got an NBC budget behind you. On and this show. we got this chick, Marianne Chow, this woman, this lady. I should use woman or lady at least once. Uh, Marianne Chow, who's like the innovator behind all of this stuff. A lot of pieces are made, um, all these things. So it's a lot of her brainchild. And it's, it's hard because we literally go to a different period, you know, staying with the first season theme, like we literally go to a different decade period year every single time so we can't reuse anything you know i think we maybe reused a vest at some point when i went back into the 1700s or something like I'm that. i'm gonna write a blog post about it about about the vest was it the circus like, vest being very upset post about being upset just in general just in general about how to I'm deal upset with being upset by mike falzo <laughs> Is is there a lot of period specific clothing? Like, yeah. is any of it actually like vintage? It's it's a it's a mix. It's a it's a mix. Um, well, it was a lot of it is created for the show when it, particularly when it suits and things like that. Um, there's a uh, uh, I can't get into spoilers, but there's, sure. a, there's a major change which affects the way we uh, wear a wardrobe. I mean, we we basically you know. We 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 cut yeah. I don't know what I can say. You time travel to a new. You dress like we time dinosaurs. Travel. We What's time so travel hard to say? You dress like dinosaurs. <laughs> Why is it so hard to say that you become a caveman? <laughs> Why is that hard? Yeah. So yeah, things things get flipped on their head. Okay. And it, and it affects upside down caveman. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of people don't really talk about the production elements. Such as costume comfortability when it comes to actors. It's, and, a, it's very uncomfortable. And it's not a high priority. I don't priority. think anyone cares no. how comfortable an actor is. I, yeah, and I, I think that's the thing. I don't, but not no only do cares. I think they not they not care, I think that they don't think about it. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because it's like no one talks about it. Right. Like, like I think comfortability, actor comfortability, depending on the, the echelon depending on the hierarchy, mm-hmm. is not really a priority. Like, you're going to wear those goddamn boots because those are the boots the, they picked. Right, yeah. Outside yeah. of, like, you know, your Tom Cruises and your mm-hmm. John uh, Cusack. Yeah. I mean, very <laughs> Your Leguizamo. You know, your A-list actors. John Cusack. 
I, I, I'm not sure what Sir Ian McKellen. Justin, <laughs> Justin Timberlake when he's in movies. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader. And all of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Al Franken. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uncomfortability of the actor is not really the, the highest priority. Sometimes. No, I, yeah. no, not on this show. She's just trying to get clothes on us, make them yeah. look good, and go. Home and you got a tight schedule with it with your television programs too. No, so we're like finding out. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to preacher this Monday or something like That's that. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I wasn't even sure it was going to happen. Like I, I kept getting sent the scripts, and I kept being like, I didn't want to read the scripts until I knew we were definitely going to be on there because mm-hmm. I was like the schedule is not going to work like there's no way I'm going to be able to do both these shows again like it worked out last year because Preacher started filming right after Timeless this year Preacher started filming like February or like beginning of February that's crazy so, so they've already been they're trucking they're they're trucking they're doing they're doing season three in New Orleans I'm going to be there Monday I think I fly there Sunday come back Tuesday you're going to get yourself some mufflet. Some some what? You get a po boy. Some some who? You gonna have a po boy? <laughs> Are you using the apostrophe? Yeah, yeah. Go to, he's really leaning he's, into the apostrophe. I'm pronouncing that apostrophe. <laughs> Is that what you do? You go in a cafe. Uh, Jean Balgon. Jean Balgon. <laughs> Jean Baljean. John Balzone. Yeah. Or you go to Mike's Cafe du Mont. Cafe du Mont, where you can get your muffalettas. I have no. I have to beignet re- okay. beignets. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely have some of that. You know, WrestleMania is in New Orleans. Is this it year. March? The Big Easy. Yeah, the big WWE. <laughs> <laughs> WWE. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yes, I love that. Would you not go to WrestleMania if you were in the same town as WrestleMania? Here's another question from Twitter for Malcolm yes, um, I love Twitter. about. You'd have a good time. Definitely not doing... This is definitely not a question from Twitter for Malcolm. And this user, Sam Chatting, asks... At Sam Chatting, asks, Malcolm, what is what was the best craft service you had on Timeless? <laughs> huh. Huh. How were there olives? Were there any bistro-style olives? And And also, Jesse Seattle asks... Jesse underscore Seattle asks Malcolm Barrett. Yes, I hope I hope Malcolm Barrett. What's uh, <laughs> not Jamal Warner? <laughs> they he wants to know. She I'm sorry. She wants to know also between Timeless and Preacher who had the best craft service. <laughs> uh, definitely Preacher. And I love you, Speedy. If you're listening, uh, there's no way he would be. But uh, I got to go with Preacher because it's in New Orleans and so the food's just better in general. Again, poop. I'm so sorry. What are you saying? Are you, when, when you're in when you're in the Big Easy, Nolans, do you absolutely have a po' boy? Have you had a po' Have you had a poor boy sandwich? <laughs> or a muffaletta? I have you d- had a muffaletta? I have... I have po' boys, I have shrimp po' boys. Yeah, baby. Crawdads. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, bo' bay. <laughs> yeah, po' boy. Yeah, po' boy. Yeah, po' boy. Dude, I, went, I had me a fucking po' boy when I went to New Orleans. <laughs> Why are you saying And I'll like tell that? you what, they put <laughs> french fries in it. Why are you saying french fries like that? <laughs> <laughs> french fries in it. I'll tell you what, uh, not only did they put french fries in it, but they also put 
<laughs> they also <laughs> they put French fries in my po' boy, and I, I found that to be quite interesting. Oh, inside the inside po boy. the po' boy, <laughs> they put French fries in it. Okay, and they got that crystal hot sauce. Yep. Oh, all right. You get that baby, drown that baby in crystal sauce. <laughs> I love, I love that. I just call it hot sauce, which is weird because whenever I go to restaurants, they don't have hot sauce. They have like tapatio, yeah, and or Tabasco. Tabasco yeah. And I'll be like, "Can I have hot sauce?" They'll be like, "Here's three things that aren't hot." <laughs> but sauce. you want that crystal? I sauce. want crystal or red double. If I ask for hot yeah, sauce, crystal or red double. Crystal's so good. Yeah. Like fuck sriracha. Yes. Oh shit. Sriracha. Crystal's love best. sriracha. And so. And now we have one more Twitter question here. Oh, I love Twitter questions. Um, from hashtag Twitter question for Malcolm Barrett on Dynamic Banter. At your pal Foot Foot. <laughs> foot my pal? Wants to know. Oh, do you have a charger? What was the oh, best oh. craft service meal you had between. What, what was. Describe your best craft service meal from any production. Uh, I've, <laughs> uh, there's uh, there was maybe some steak I had one time. Uh, that was pretty good. It was served good. Which what, what was that? <laughs> hey, before you leave my side, you make it extra good. <laughs> Don't put your pen down. You think you know what I want. You don't know what no. I want. <laughs> One steak, steak I said, extra good. <laughs> and the last question for Malcolm comes from Thea at Bassist. Before anyone else-ist, she asks, <laughs> Malcolm, have you ever considered joining the craft service field? <clears throat> if, If, in fact, perhaps... Your current profession didn't work out. Oh well, if my current profession didn't work out, uh, no, that's not. Why he would wouldn't it? get into craft service. <clears throat> no, I don't know how to cook enough for three people to enjoy. What about alone. serving craft service food? No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to. Okay. Do that. Sure. Why? It's a good question, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I know why I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> but it'd be interesting to find out why Malcolm would. <laughs> Which is a follow-up question from <laughs> Matthew Mathias Socks, who asks, I wonder what Malcolm's why Malcolm would not want to work in the craft service industry. I wonder what Malcolm's deal is. Hashtag Malcolm Barrett. No, that hashtag is not gonna catch on. It doesn't have to be trending to be searchable. <laughs> um, well, I think we're about done here. Oh my what? Goodness. Yeah, you guys wouldn't die laughing if you saw that guy. Oh, absolutely. Just go straight. That's into what a I'm car. saying. I'm saying he I would fucking die laughing. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about the man who looked like Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley Jr. Saying, what, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying, was he old? If, he was very old. And on a bike? He was on a very uh. new bike. Look like I'm he could have powered a house. I'm for some reason I'm not picturing Ed Bagley Jr. Even though I mentioned Ed Bagley Jr., he looked more was, like Ted Danson. I was mentioning. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking Christopher Lloyd, 1955 Doc Brown. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you spell Ed Bagley Jr.? Well, that's going to be E D. That's. Uh-huh. I feel like you can figure that out. Yeah, I think you got it. Don't uh, overestimate me. Oh, I got to mention 
March 8th. You guys really aren't going to help me out of the Bay Ridge. No, no, no. You got to oh, figure yeah, that out. Oh, yeah, I know who this is. Yeah, yeah, you got that big boy. He's a goddamn, he's a treasure. He's, it a, wasn't he's a national him. treasure. I'll tell you that right now. It wasn't him. And he's doing a lot to help the environment. Yes. That's great. Uh, yeah, a boy. <laughs> March 8th. We So the tragedy was a play my theater company. Yeah, I wanted to go. And yeah. you invited well, me. Good news. We're remounting it because it was so successful uh, over at the Pico Playhouse. The dates are March 8th, April 19th, May 17th, and June 14th. Oh, my God. That's a cool place. That's too. so many dates. Yes. Are you ready for it. that? I'm so ready. We I start that March 8th. The premiere of Timeless is March 11th. I have no idea when Preacher wow, is back on. 2018 off to a fucking crazy start big. for you. TV Dude, I know, and theater. I know the answer to this. Yeah. That's it. The answer to this is because you're a good actor. Oh. But how how do you have so much material in your head at once? Uh, yeah, good question. Because I, I can't. Because it's literally my job. Does the money make it easier the to memorize The money makes it lines? a lot easier. Like, <laughs> and I've got a craft like, service oh, question money, to follow here up. We go. Oh, I really got to Oh, I got to learn this or I'm fired. <laughs> and I like, like it in pay it, so I want to get fired. Yeah, it's like craft service, but with more money <laughs> and me talking. It's interesting that you mentioned craft service, actually, Malcolm, because I've got a tweet here from <laughs> at wrench underscore breaker. Perfect. Whose description on their Twitter page says P is stored in the balls. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's true. They want to know. Actually, their question is very similar to Mike's. Between timeless, between timeless on ABC, season two premiering March 11th, mm-hmm. and with Preacher season three coming back, between the two... How do you find all of the time to remember lines from every one of your shows and still have time to have some delicious craft service on the set? <laughs> also, follow-up question to that follow-up. Do you ever say lines from the wrong shows in the other shows? While having craft service. While eating bistro-style olives. Yes or no? <laughs> um well, I, I barely read the preacher stuff, the new one, because I wasn't sure it was going to happen because I didn't believe it. You just say um, what you want to say? You've got a good funny role in that show. Uh, you're the comic very, relief. You're I very am. Much comic I am. Relief. I'm very much inept and capable at the yeah, same time. Which but in I an endearing know. way. Yeah, it's re- it's really weird. And he's a bad guy. Yeah. And uh, but a bad guy with a conscience. He's a he's a bad guy with a conscience who's working for a secret crypto fascist organization. And that guy creeps me out. By the way, the guy yeah. who's your boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a great actor. Yes, he's a, he's excellent. Pip. Um, He's really good, and um, he's you're, really evil. And your your partner is also awesome. Yes, Featherstone, played by Julie. Um, yeah, we're really. She's more evil purposefully than I am. Yeah, I like have somewhat of a conscience. Yeah, but I think I'm doing it for the right reason. And I feel like the audience roots for you. I especially rooted for you, not just because you're also my friend, but because at one point it seemed like your character was going to be kaput. He definitely it seemed was scary. Like he was gonna. He was gonna die. So and and it's hard to tell with these guys because the show. I feel like the first season was sort of the precursor to the comic books. If you don't know, it's based on uh, the graphic novel Preacher. Um, and then I feel like because the the comic book just sort of starts where the probably season finale of the first season ends. It's just like the three of them, you know, chilling at a diner. Um, spoiler alert for that too. But mm. we're in the third season. A lot of diners. So. 
You're going to want to shut your eyes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The three stars live through the first season. What about diner style olives? Uh, <laughs> those will never live again. <laughs> um, they didn't make it. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, it's really crazy. But like now, I mean, this show is hard because it's the three of us working every day um, for Timeless, you know. Yeah. And we're in virtually every scene. And so. But I record, I, I record everything on, on my cell phone. Like I record the little voice memos and then go over it in my head. Yeah. And try and work on it. And sometimes we're behind because we're shooting like crazy. And I have <clears throat> my breakdown of Timeless on like my season two breakdown in my notes and things like that. So I break down every episode of the year and all that. Because we sometimes have to go back. So I have to remember what secret I was keeping and who I was lying to. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. About whatever. And you have like people to kind of help you remember stuff like that too? Or is that no. fully for you to like remember? You don't have any remember. Well, someone on the set. <laughs> is there a rememberer on the set? Oh, my God. <laughs> is this like minority report? Grip, like... <laughs> rememberer, <laughs> continuity. All those positions. Yeah. There Poor was... boy. <laughs> <laughs> Best boy. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, no. There's oh, a no. there's a script supervisor if you want to. And do they kind of like so you have to remember because I mean like even Game of Thrones has like a like a like a Game of Thrones like historian. They like know everything about every character. <laughs> a we good have, rememberer. Yeah, a rememberer. <laughs> they have their own rememberer. Yeah, the millennial rememberer. <laughs> Um, No, you know what's funny? We have a script supervisor who keeps the continuity and certain ideas um, and will yell out the lines when we don't know them. Um, Will they ever say like, hey, by the way, in this scene, in in case you forgot, like the scene before you were like fucking pissed. uh, The director will more so do that. Yeah, yeah. The director will more so do that. The scripty will be like, Hey, that doesn't make sense. Time machine, what? We never learned that. Blah blah. blah. Or mm. she'll just tell me a line. But we also have a historian who became a writer on the show. That's awesome. Who wound up writing, uh, co-writing an episode last season. And just do they sit in like season. a leather chair in the corner the whole time? No, they sit in the video village thing. Okay, like with a beret and a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a, what a sneaky way to get a job, huh? <laughs> historian to I'll script just, writer. I'll hmm. just quickly learn history. <laughs> Yeah, and then Idiots. I'll be a writer Idiots. on a TV show. How much improv do they let you do on those shows? You know what? They let us get a fair amount of, That's cool. of input. I mean, you know, I, I suggest usually phrasing um, things that remind the relationship, personal details. Like, we just had a scene with uh, with with Emma, um, and I was just reminding them, which is played by Annie Wershing, who was on... Uh, 24 mm-hmm. um and i just wanted to add a line and and change some the area to make it more personal because i was reminding them that i me and her work together you know that's uh that's the the plot of it the the backstory is that there was a period of time where you know she she was a pilot i was a i was created in a thing and then i became a pilot so i just it was just something to add to the personal nature of this when we were talking about things and and i think that's what i do more than anything is like sometimes i add buttons and lines that i think are funny um, and sometimes I try and add lines that I think are, add more context or, or, or fill in the space. But, you know, we all make contributions in different ways. I think Abby comes in with ideas. You know, Matt mentioned things that don't bump with that bump with his character. Try and fix that. And, and I think we all like just it's probably the most amount of input I've ever had into a dramatic TV show. Sure. For sure. Ever. So. But I mean, that speaks to, you know, Sean Ryan and Eric Kripke and, and the rest of the writing team. You know? Yeah. So. 
kudos to those those boys and girls. I got so real and serious. Jerry. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it was love interesting. It. That's what happens when it gets interesting. It gets real quiet. I love it. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. And really quick, your play. Yes. What can you tell us a little bit about it? Like, you, you did you co-write it? You wrote it? Well, um, so I have a company called Ammo Theater Company, and uh, it was written by Daryl Watson and directed by Ahmed Best. Yeah, um, that's right. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so who just won another uh, Fight Direction Award at the Ovation Awards. No shit. Um, so he's doing it. just fine. He's doing great. Um, and he's probably going to, he's directing this again. Um, that's cool. Was probably our Will most... you introduce me to him? <laughs> Done. Yeah. He was probably the, this was our most successful play to date, this sort of absurd, um, you know, psychedelic comedy. And so the Pico Playhouse, they saw it, wanted to remount it, wanted us to redo it, you know, build a relationship. And so that's what we're doing. And it's a, it's a crazy little play. I actually wound up writing a play and we're creating more plays in house, but I run a play called Brain Problems, which possibly we could do next year. But it was that's right. Based on my buddy Tommy. And it was another sort of surreal breaking the fourth wall play. Um, so I'm just trying to do everything. I can. I get bored easy. Yeah. And so I have to start writing and doing everything. Sure. What's it, Saturday? Sit. I'm going to write a play. I'm going to write a hit play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write I a like hit that. play. Yeah. A lot of differences, though, between the, the original version of this play and this remounting of it? I have no clue. Hmm. I, well, you know what? We kept, Do you think there would be? We kept the props because we knew we had something. And so we kept the props there. And um, so I think, you know, what will change is it's the space. So, you know, we'll have our... Um, set designer come in and look at it and see if this makes sense and see what changes might happen. But we have most of the, the pieces of it anyway. And it's mm -hmm. a very sort of minimalistic, high concept, but minimalist uh, set direction. So um, I think it'll be pretty much the same. We'll be crazier. We'll know it better. Um, we'll be comfortable. I mean, most of us have known each other for years. We got the entire understudy squad, except for Bro Mosley, because he's super busy, um, and all of the leads um, to return. So me and Tina Wong, who's on um, Arrow, and Brandon yeah. Scott, who's um, on Channel Zero, that, yeah, um, the horror, that anthology. horror anthology series. Um, all of us are back together. Johnny Chikowsky, who was, uh, who was um, on there as Benjamin Cahill, like as a Rittenhouse, or, oh, or yeah. not Cahill, I can't remember his name, but he was there as a Rittenhouse... Uh, Descendant on uh, Timeless. Claudia is coming back to the nice. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. She was she was great. She was a great surprise role. She would like said, I can tell it now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. You know, um, is that she comes out and she does her thing. And so yeah. it was really fun. We had a lot of like timeless people. That's um, so in there. cool, man. Yeah. And they wound up coming out. Sean came out and the DP and a lot of folks came out. Yeah. Man, but I didn't come out like a piece of shit. He didn't, man. Matt came out what with his wife and his mom. Wow, no shit. Yeah, yeah. He's good people. Oh man. Well, yeah, I gotta. Yeah. I can't miss this next opportunity. But I. But to see you it. put me on your show, so like, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. A nice thing. Yeah. That it's not the you. same though. Yeah. No, it benefits him more than me. Well, you know, I guess that's true for sure. I won't argue with that. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, all right, guys. I'm joking. I need a fan base. <laughs> I need all the fans. All right, you well, need them to hey, Mike, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I'm doing stand-up. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> I see you're funny. I don't know. I think I came to your show recently, or I came to your after show. You were. We kept missing. You came right after <laughs> some shows. <laughs> I was like, "What are you done? Did 11 30? you? That was when I was at the Laugh Factory. Mm -hmm. That was a great time. You should have. I was good that night. You should have came that night. I know. Because uh, it's not always guaranteed. And keep that in mind when you're listening to these dates, <laughs> dude. Owen's sister saw you. Did On you hear purpose? that? 
Did you hear about that? Did Owen tell you about that? No, did she come out on purpose? She, no, she just happened to see you at an open mic or something. That, so that's not true. Purpose. Regular people don't go to open mics. There was like a thing where she said it was like a bunch of comedian friends of yours that were all like performing. Okay. That could have been any. I guess it could have been. <laughs> I'll find out. She's okay. probably just calling. But she it an saw open you, mic. and she was like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. She texted Owen. That's was like, not a, "It's weird because it's not a fun place to be." For like, if you were a normal person, you would never want to waste your time. I think. That, I think she happened upon that. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, then I'm sorry because I know I wasn't um, in a good mood. So on Friday night, I'm going to be at the Sycamore Tavern. That's in West Hollywood. Thank you so much. And then me and Steve have Dynamic Banter live this Saturday, the 17th. Uh, get your tickets beforehand on Eventbrite. There are only a couple left. And we'll have uh, one t-shirt. And that's going to be a three-hour show. I <laughs> Dude, I don't know why people have a problem with that. Just leave whenever you want to leave. I don't give a shit. Um, uh, don't care when you leave. <laughs> On the 18th, I'm at Flappers. Come for the applause. In Burbank. Yeah, come right at the end. <laughs> don't come until the end. On the 21st, I'm in. Uh, I'm at Laugh Boston with Elliot Morgan, and that is his birthday show. Please come out to support Elliot. Uh, and me for 15 minutes. And then we got another show at the Laugh Factory. And Malcolm can hang out way afterwards. On <laughs> if the, you'd like. <laughs> on the 28th. Uh, and that's my favorite place in the world. So come see us there. And then I'm in Portland, Oregon at the Siren Theater on March 25th. And you can get tickets for that on Eventbrite as well. Cool, man. Well, um, as you know, there's Valley Folk stuff for me. If you want to check out uh, patreon.com slash thevalleyfolk. Get in on that uh, patron level stuff. You can get the Valley Cast podcast on Mondays. Otherwise, you get them on Thursdays if you're not a patron. And there's all sorts of special stuff coming up, like video versions of the podcast and our Thursday night streams every night. Every Thursday night. Every Thursday night. Every night that ends in Thursday. Every <laughs> night that happens to be a Thursday. You can go to twitch.tv slash thevalleyfolk and catch those boys and gal uh, playing a game or doing some improv shit. And uh, that's about it. Also, dynamicbanter.clothing is where t-shirts Dot clothing. That's easy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you can get your swag. You want some swag? Oh, it's swag. Can I be like a model for yeah, it? Yeah, we would love to. Byron, if you're listening, uh, Malcolm is a medium and he loves hoodies. On brand. thing. <laughs> He's a medium with a large heart. Oh. How do you even fit all that heart in that medium <laughs> torso? That medium sized hoodie. I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm not a cardiologist. You and of course, see. there's a GoFundMe for Malcolm's <laughs> large heart. <laughs> you can find that at thevalleyfolk.com. Help, help me get a smaller heart. <laughs> Please, someone donate your small heart what to my he friend got a, He got a smaller heart, and then we weren't friends anymore. <laughs> Dude, Malcolm just hasn't been as nice <laughs> since he got his smaller heart. It's like he doesn't have a lot of room he in there. a dick. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the heart. Yeah. But it's interesting because he's just he's a little bit not nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to Dynamic Banter. Of course, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. You mind if uh, I plug my stand-up shows? Not at all. Go ahead. Didn't you do that? <laughs> this next Twitter question comes from Malcolm Barrett. And it's Steve Zaragoza. How do you enjoy craft service? That was a headgum podcast.